Tonight we talk being who we want to be, but accepting who we are. Do you ever feel like you can't be yourself? I feel that way sometimes, and I think that's okay, but I also feel like you shouldn't. (laughs) I'm using the word feel so much. I feel like you shouldn't be forced to be someone you're not. When you are young, when I was young, my parents told me, I hope you get a good education, or get a good education sometimes, more of a demand almost, so you can get a good job, and you can be happy, you'll be successful. As supportive as maybe they were trying to be, maybe as supportive as they were, that's still a lot of expectations to put on somebody. Hey son, go spend a couple years being judged and ranked, and come out on top so that you can be on top later on through more hard work. Try not to screw it up. Now that's a very cynical way of looking at it, but it's still a perspective. Maybe your parent was a owner of a company, and you were expected to take it over once they decide to retire or pass away. Maybe a family-owned business. So who cares about your dreams, right? Don't you get to have goals and ambitions yourself? Maybe you don't want to be a baker. Maybe you want to be a movie star. Maybe you want to be a podcaster, just like what I'm trying to do right now. Is it working? (laughs) My point is... You should be focused on what you want to be, what makes you happy. But then again, maybe I'm putting some expectations on you. In a moment, you'll be hearing slash listening in on a conversation I had with a new friend, a man by the name of Julian. Together, he and I talk about some pretty interesting subjects, a lot about expectations being put on us, but overcoming them to be what we truly want. I hope you enjoy. So why don't we just go right off the bat and say, like, introduce yourself and where the people can find you and, like, why should they care? Oh, sure. <laughs> I don't I don't know about that, but yeah, uh, I'm, <laughs> my name is Julian. Uh, I go by Jules the Human. You can find me on all the social media as Jules, J-U-L-E-S, the human, uh, at Jules the Human on pretty much everything. And then I do a bunch of podcasts, Texas Music Spotlight, Nerdy Things Podcast, mm-hmm. and you can find all that, whatever. It's all good. And why should you care? Um, I don't know. Well, I hopefully, hopefully I say <laughs> something interesting by the end. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I mean, you and I have been emailing back for like a short period of time now, but just yeah. talking to you over email, I've quite enjoyed, honestly. Awesome, man. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I don't know. A lot of people... A lot of people looking at me say that I'm enjoyable to be around. And I'm like, I don't see it. And they're like, (laughs) you just kind of bring all these other people together and you're okay with talking to all these different people. Mm -hmm. You do the podcast with, uh, I interview people on my music podcast. So I have to, you know, do what you're doing, you know, figure somebody out before they get here. Yeah. Yeah. Really quickly. And um, yeah, I just kind of grown to enjoy just doing this kind of stuff and that's why when you uh said that you were you, you wanted uh somebody that you didn't really mm-hmm. know i was like sure I'll, I'll i'll do it why not 
It's like the stars aligned and everything was just perfect. <laughs> and now we're here recording. Exactly. And hopefully it'll come out if we don't if we get everything right, right? <laughs> Look, <laughs> we you and I we're professionals, all right? We have this down, <laughs> right? Right, guys? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got it. Perfect. One take. We got mm-hmm. it. So you do all these these shows, one of which I've taken quite a liking to since we've been talking. And I have to ask the question, if that's doing podcasts and doing music, if that's what you've always wanted to do. Um, mm, podcasting, no. That kind of recently came out uh, about when mm-hmm. I started um, a little over a year now. I started with my dad because he wanted to... Uh, mm-hmm. He was a musician as well, um, All right. and he wanted to keep doing music stuff, but he kind of, quote-unquote, retired from music, but he wanted to keep doing something. Okay. And I had never heard of, I mean, I may have heard of podcasts, but I never really listened to a podcast, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a, a year and a half ago. And he was like, hey, do you think you could help me with this, you know, thing? Do you Have you heard of podcasting? And I was like, I, I don't know. Well, you know, that, that whole thing, whenever you try and tell somebody you have a podcast, they're like, I don't know what that is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um so he was like, can you help me with that? And I was like, sure, why not? And I started getting into it and we started doing more and more recordings. I was, first of all, I was, I was trying to, I was just helping him yeah. and he was the host and I was like, I can do social media. I'm pretty good at that. <laughs> and then, um, and then you uh, stole his spotlight. As the, <laughs> as the year went on, I was like, can I be, can I be a host? Can I do my own stuff? Cause I was like, I, I do more of the, uh, uh, contemporary, I guess, musicians in my age range, and now he okay. does his uh, the musicians and his friends that he knows from his uh, age range. So, as a podcaster, no, I never really thought about it until about a year ago, and then I really enjoyed it, and it was just something out of nowhere. And now I'm even thinking about, you know, progressing and doing even more things with that, more things with audio and 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 all mm-hmm. that, which I never really th- thought of uh, over a year ago. So that's always yeah, how that's it happens, <laughs> though, eh? It's like, yeah, I was really, really into film production. And I'm not sure if oh, you've heard cool. me say this already, because I know you were telling me how you listened to like an episode or two of prior yeah, podcasts. Yeah, yeah. But um, I was working on a very small local television channel for a couple mm-hmm. months. And years before that, I had been like dabbling with uh, Adobe After Effects and Adobe Premiere and things like that. If you're familiar with the software. Yeah, yeah. And for the longest time, I was like heart set on, okay, I'm going to go to film school and I'm constantly on YouTube learning all these new tricks and uh, like altering video. And then eventually this realization kind of hit me that I was trying to live this other life with like superpowers through effects. I I could have superpowers and... I could be yeah. I could be a, a comic book hero in a sense. And I realized I didn't want to be living a fake life. I wanted to be living the amazing real life. So when you when you say fake life, I'm not too sure what you, mm-hmm. what you mean by that. What do you what do you mean really like living through that film filter, I guess? Yeah, that's exactly the perfect way to say it. Yeah. Like a filter on a photo, I was putting all these like taking footage of myself doing whatever uh backflips or 
fake shooting fire and adding that in in post so I could kind of see it through a third person view that I could I could be like that like life was more mm-hmm. exciting but yeah sorry go on oh no 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 I'm that that's really interesting <laughs> keep going so then I I've always been kind of a, a people person I guess in my life and I'm sure yeah, you say you do a lot of podcasts and people love being around you. You might be in the same situation that I've always been in where people just like to talk to you. Sometimes you're just the guy like listening and you're like, yeah, yeah, go on. Keep telling me yeah, about and, your day. Yeah. And then sometimes it's, I, they do it without, you know, me wanting that. And it's just <laughs> kind of, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, you know, generally the mm-hmm. listener, I guess. And <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it wasn't always that way though. So no. Uh, yeah, with like music and stuff, I um, I'm 25 right now, and when I went to college and stuff, that's mm-hmm. what I thought I wanted to do was music and all that and and perform, and you know maybe it wasn't. What am I? I know what I want to say, but it's, it's that like happens to me <laughs> getting a words, lot right? of times. <laughs> like um, like the biggest thing about um, the show is I don't want there to be pressure. Yeah, no, right? for sure. Uh, yeah. Um, you were so yeah. So I mean, when when we mm-hmm. uh, when we thought about a topic, or when you when you suggested a topic and I agreed, we I was thinking about it in a whole bunch of different ways. And how did we? Uh, one way is how did we get to that point? You say you want to do a uh, film, and and do all that kind of stuff. And I, w- my mm. profession was music, but how did we get to that point? And was it our choice even? You know. Um, so yeah. for me, I guess when I was growing up, I was doing music and all that stuff, music since, uh, middle school, which is, mm-hmm. um, sixth grade here in the United States. And, um, Oh, you're in the States. I didn't, hadn't realized. Yeah. Are you in Canada? Canadian, Did eh? I guess right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of picked up on that whenever you were, uh, uh, talking on your podcast. I was like, Oh, huh. That's, that's a maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> No, um, yeah, I mean, I'll say I'm I'm here in Texas, uh, United States. Oh, interesting. And um, so sixth grade here I in the United States. I actually picked up on uh, music around the same age as well. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I would, you know, going from from that starting point, uh, since we've talked about this stuff and talked about the the actual topic, um, I was trying to think like, was it even really my choice? And what if I had chosen something different? So. When I was growing up and all that stuff, um, you don't really know what you want to do. You know what I mean? You you kind of have an inkling of like, I want to kind of do this thing, and and maybe I want to do this thing. You want to do really, everything. You don't know what that means. Yeah, you want to do yeah. a little bit of everything, but you don't know what that means. That's, really, that's something really real uh, something really interesting that when we're kids, we have a lot of people throwing ideas at us. Almost, it's like. Yeah oh, do you want to be a veterinarian or do you want to be a police officer? Like so many suggestions and so many professions are left out of those suggestions. Like, oh, you're going to be a doctor, son. And, you know, you're going to be a hero. You're going to be a firefighter and you're going to save kids and people out of buildings. You're going to change lives. You know, um, when I was younger, there were times I had family members tell me I should be a politician um, simply because I was, <laughs> yeah, I know, funny, right? Um, just simply because 
I was honest to a fault. And they said, you know what, that's something that we need. You know, people to take responsibility and be open with the public. And we just have so many ideas that it takes a lot of time to figure out what we want to be. In high school, people suffer from legitimate crisis trying to figure it out. People drop out of college halfway through because they decide, I'm going to school and spending this money. I'm depressed doing it because I'm not happy. Yeah, that's that's you. That was spot on for me, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I'm Is saying. Like when I when I, yeah, when I when I got to uh, college, I went there for about three years, and um, it was a lot of money. There was a whole there was a whole money issue, but as well, I was going through this whole thing where I just didn't know if I wanted to do music, you know. And it's like mm-hmm. that's kind of what my life led towards the entire time and i was like what is this doubt that (laughs) like that's come over me and it was like a whole there's a few different things and it was sort of like a i guess a depression sort of Mm -hmm. and um i was just like i took a a year or two off and i was just like i i don't know if i want to do music i don't know if that's what i want to do and uh i started thinking about you know that if i had a choice or was it even my choice? Because like, like you said, a lot of people just throw things at you. And uh, a lot of people were throwing, hey, your dad's a musician. You're going to be mm-hmm. a musician automatically. Kind of like if it was like, oh, your dad's a doctor. You're going to be a doctor and all that stuff. You yeah. know? So I pose, I guess, to you, is it is it really our choice in the beginning? Who we want to who we want to become like who we want to be. I, I That's tough because, you know thinking apart from jobs i try to hold people responsible for everything that they are which can sometimes be difficult to do um for example somebody who's raised very poorly and through being raised in let's say um maybe a poverty situation with abusive parents can you Mm -hmm. can you blame the child for growing up and being somewhat dysfunctional socially right no yeah but right. but at the same time can you hold people responsible enough to be intelligent and to know that something is wrong question mark oh <laughs> that didn't sound like a question mark that's why uh, i was just like oh i thought it was a rhetorical question my bad well then i'll okay, continue on the thought then go for it <laughs> so can we hold people to be responsible for these things and i think it's a black and white area that like just being honest with you i'd never even made the connection that when you said your dad was a musician and that you are also a musician that that might have influenced at first but Mm -hmm. then you pointed out and i'm like it's so obvious that that could be a factor it's an innocent oversight that i made Mm -hmm. but still one that i'm intelligent enough that i could have thought of that and or when or when, uh, mm-hmm. you know, parents do uh, put their child in something that they wanted to do as, as a child and they're like mm-hmm. kind of living through them and that does influence the better part of their beginning life. Like, oh, I really wanted to be, you know, I don't know, an actor or something. So yeah, you're going to put insert, your child in. Insert job here, insert thing Yeah. Here. Do you feel like that's kind of what happened to you or are you not sure see i don't know that maybe that what uh what you posed for the discussion that made me think about that 
mm-hmm. um, really. And and I don't know. Like it was a big influence, yeah. Because I mean, I could have fucking like. Oh, sorry. I don't know if I can cuss or not, but uh, <laughs> it's fine. If I can play, yeah. If I uh, if I was gonna go play like football or something, mm-hmm. maybe that would have influenced an entirely different tree of of you know things. I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, and then it, we'd it, all be sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, what, what you were trying to get to. Sorry, go okay, on. Sure. Go on. No, what you were trying to get to was something apart from jobs, and and yeah, I do understand that people are more than their profession. And it is kind of like understood that you need a certain uh, level of courtesy, a certain level of uh, I- intelligence, uh, basic level to, yeah. you know, be a good person in general. But yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And let me propose maybe an alternative twist on the subject and say, let me just ask. And if it's too personal, feel free to like let me know. Like, are you happy with where you are right now? If I was, if you were asking me this question, I would say that I'm in like the process of getting there, but I also feel kind of suspended on the journey, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, I definitely want to hear about that from you. But um, since you asked me first, yeah, I I do think I am happy now. And it was, um, you know, coming back to it and coming back into this this other thing. you know, I am still doing music. I'm still playing with a few bands here um, mm-hmm. in my city and doing other music stuff, interviewing musicians. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was generally like finding happiness with myself, I think. And it was me seeing like that I'm mm-hmm. more than just that trombone player, you know, because, um, you know, I, I wasn't doing so well, I guess, in college, like actual yeah. playing I, re- I they pushed me to keep do- being better being better and that was okay but it kind of broke me and i was like well if i can't if i'm not at this level yeah then everything i am is is gone you know everything i've been trying to do is shit oh and like banking your identity off of something almost yeah yeah and it was just like well if well if i if i'm shit at music that's that's quote unquote my entire being what i thought mm-hmm. then I'm a shit person, you know what I mean? So I had to find out that through those years afterwards that I'm more than music and I can be happy without music. And that's not all of me. You know what I mean? I do. So I've I think, struggled with that so much in my life. Really? If you were about to say something, I'm sorry I interrupted. No, no, go for it. Go. Um, I want to hear about your uh, suspended... My suspended uh, happiness? Yeah. That's very tough because this this is a tragic backstory that needs sad violin music and so much. <laughs> well, you um, got it. You can uh just as <laughs> I'll put uh sad trombone music. I got you. Ah, uh, okay. That's, Thank that's you. my instrument. <laughs> sad trombone. I feel womp, like that womp, almost sets womp. like a mafia-ish setting, but I'll roll with it. Oh, yeah. But uh <laughs> from a very very young age, I was bullied a lot, like extremely. Um, I mm-hmm. was an obese kid. To give you an idea, we were talking about when we were in sixth grade. And um, in sixth grade, I was like 210 pounds. So okay. imagine like this marshmallow boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and pretty much I started basing like my own identity off of 
this uh, my appearance which is not an uncommon thing for people to do that are overweight and even people who aren't overweight a lot of times base their value off of how they look which is very sad mm-hmm. and eventually I and if you really think about it this is quite sad that I thought nobody could ever love me the way I was that's how much I based I, I was built up to base my appearance on what I valued myself as mm-hmm. so, as, a, as like a romantic love or not even like your family both loving you okay which like I used to think to myself like how could anybody love me and it would stretch on to how does my family even love me like this mm-hmm. and I literally grew to despise myself so much that um the general minimum calorie intake a person can have is like 1500 calories a day so i was having that exactly and i was working out for like two hours a day until eventually i was an extremely skinny kid and i was kind of happy with that for a long time and then a couple years passed and i'm switched schools and then I gained a lot of weight after that, um, you know, being put into a new situation, not knowing people. I was sad and then I'd eat and it's a cycle. I had to learn that I had to be happy with myself. Yeah. And for anybody that struggles to be happy with themselves, it's not easy at all. I still struggle sometimes with like thinking, am I still worth it? But I have, I'm fortunate enough that I had this amazing upbringing with family who never gave up on me. Even the times I was horrible to them, they were great to me. Um, I would be a very much different person without um, the upbringing that I had, which is also ties back to what we were talking about earlier. Are we the product of um, what we were raised to be or do we choose? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was very pro- fortunate as well to... Um have a family that kind of accepted uh, everything that I was doing and mm-hmm. did love me. Um, even though like, like you were saying that I didn't really love myself or I didn't really know myself mm-hmm. and uh, they just kind of just kept, you know, squeezing me, squeezing <laughs> me super tight. <laughs> and it's like, yes, we, we, we support you or whatever. And whatever you're doing, I don't know what you're doing, but yeah, the most, this whole podcasting, what, <laughs> what's that? Yeah. That was, I have to say, a very much adorable way of saying your family loved you, and I I tip my hat to you, sir. Well, thanks. Thanks, man. Um, Do you ever get those feelings, like when people just tell you something, like just genuinely sweet about their lives, and you get that warm, tingly feeling in your chest, and you're just happy for that person? Yeah, yeah, I do. Is that what you're you're feeling right now? That's what I'm feeling right now. I'm Uh, happy that... Thanks. I'm happy that you've had a good life. I'm happy when other people are happy but maybe that's uh maybe that's a similar similarity between both of us that we like to see other people happy so we just kind of you know let them let them do their thing you know mm-hmm. if they that's, if they're happy letting we both it out said we're listeners yeah yeah if they're happy letting it out then i'm i'm cool with listening you know what i mean is that kind of the same thing i think it's exactly the same thing and when people have come to me with their issues and um, whatever they really need to get off their chest, I try to consider it a privilege more than it is an inconvenience. Because it means yeah. that I'm that person that they rely on more than anybody else. 
yeah if oh, that makes sense man, actually yeah yeah no actually um i'm not gonna say any names or anything but somebody m- did message me like at five in the morning last night i was asleep but mm-hmm. i got a message and it was just a lot of distress and and a lot of stuff they needed to let out and i woke up and or i woke up later mm-hmm. on but i woke up and saw that and i was like wow this is a lot and then they even said like i don't know who else to say this to and maybe you don't have to respond but i just really felt like i could tell you this and i thought that was like yeah like you're, you were saying a privilege to to even have that opportunity to see that side of somebody else i have had people call me in the middle of the night and wake me up just like in tears Mm -hmm. like coming to me with their issues because they they don't know what else to do and um i guess this is kind of the cynical side of my brain uh the um the opposing of all this kind sweetness that we're talking about and it's and it's that do you ever get this feeling that people, some of the problems they come to you with are not as complicated as they make them out to be? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think um, for a lot of different people, the the edge of the cliff is, or all the cliffs of everybody are different, different sizes, and mm-hmm. their threshold to not to jump or not to jump is different for everybody mm-hmm. and yeah it's sometimes it, it is interesting and sometimes frustrating even to try and help somebody when their problem seems so minuscule to you but really mm-hmm. for them that's their threshold you know what i mean i do so know what yeah, you're I saying totally understand. that's definitely a consideration thing and that's something i struggle with sometimes is keeping in mind that we're all different people and that no matter how strong you or I may be emotionally or physically, that another person might not be as strong because we both yeah. have established we've had good upbringings. Mm-hmm. I can't tell if you've cut out my internet connections kind of going. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just on it. I'm sitting on it. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is. Um, interesting to, to hear some people say, certain things certain problems and and it's just like uh, trying trying the easiest way to tell them it's gonna be okay you know is is almost the most difficult part telling them Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not that bad (laughs) but you don't want to sound horrible you know yeah i try to keep Um, um my opinions to people uh fairly even in the sense that even if i don't think their issue is that large i keep their perspective in mind and mm-hmm. i i also mentioned like look you have all these great things and that you know it might work out well but you know i understand you have the bad side to that and i understand the the ramifications of that situation and it really makes you think you know ha- talking to so many people who are clearly not happy with something about their lives uh, puts your own life into perspective yeah definitely and uh what did i say i said something to them um oh yeah that that uh what did i say that the average the average lifespan i guess or the average mm-hmm. life kind of gets to about 
I don't know. I don't know any scientific whatever, but I guessed around 80. So I was like, this, you know, generally you live to about 80 or so now, nowadays. And, mm-hmm. you know, even if you're, if, if you have like a shitty day or a shitty year, even that's still one 80th of your life. And that is a very small fraction. And if you could overcome that, that very small fraction yeah. The rest of the fraction will be so much better, you know. Yeah, it's all and, perspective. And to just get over that. Yeah, there you go. And because, like me, uh, mm. me looking back now at the person I used to be, going through all that stuff, it seems so far away. It seems such a different person, and and I couldn't imagine doing or being that person anymore. And it is perspective of of me looking back at it. And me saying like, "Wow, I really, I'm really glad I got through this." <laughs> and you can only you can only say that to to so many people, and you know they believe you or not. Just be like, "Hey, once you get over this, it's gonna be so much better." Yeah. Trust me. Because when and, you're in the deep you know. of it, it always feels like it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. But literally yesterday, I looked in the mirror, and I almost didn't recognize myself anymore, and not necessarily in a bad way just that I have changed so much from who I used to be. And, you know, you, you and I um, have, do you... have gone on to say, like, if we're if we're happy right now, but I haven't really asked you yet if there's anything you'd change. Oh. Is there anything I'd change about me or about anything, really? I'm going to say... I'm not really talking about what politicians are deciding for yeah, internet yeah, yeah. Po- privacy <laughs> rights. I'm more saying, yeah, I'm more central on your own life, because I've um, I've asked you like, uh, are you okay with who you are right now, or have you accepted yourself? And then we've also touched on um, being, you know, whether or not being who we want to be is really a choice. So now the question hmm. arises: Would you change something? I mean, sometimes I look at my own life, and in retrospect, of course, not literally. (laughs) (laughs) And there are moments that I think, wow, this one thing was so bad. Um, For example, I have my love life, not not a good story to look at, not a good story to read. <laughs> um, my relationships do not end well, unfortunately. I would like to be on good terms with exes, but it just doesn't happen. Yeah. And um, there's a couple in there, like one or two, that, you know, the ones that you get really serious about. I'm sure you've had relationships where you've been very serious about someone. Yeah, for sure. And you think, like, why couldn't, why couldn't have they just been a little different? Why couldn't have that that one thing that broke it all down? just not have been there and life would have been fantastic yeah like like just uh, just a centimeter off like Mm -hmm. you were my person you were my perfect person but this one little thing and that kind of made the entire you know it broke the camel's back uh, right yeah it it was the foundation that that made the uh the tower fall or something you know yeah i've heard that thing too and as much as I look at those situations and I'm like, I am the person who I am now because of what happened, I can't help but wonder. And sometimes in a very bad or sad mood, 
hope that it had been different. So that's why I, I ask this of you, and if there's something that you would have changed, like, would you have wished for yourself to have been okay with just going through college and being a musician? Do you think um, that easier path would have been the preferred one? Or would do you like more that you're going your own way now? See, yeah, that, that's what I'm, that's what I was thinking right now. Like, I don't know, or, or that breakdown of myself might have happened later on and at a more key mm -hmm. moment to where I can't change it. You know, at, at this, at the age I was, it was fine for me to like kind of reset and be like, okay, what, uh, what exactly am I doing? Where mm -hmm. do I want to be at? But if I stayed on and done the whole thing, gone even further, yeah. Um, but I still had that in me, it might have like gotten out at a, at a worse point. So I think I did get off all right. And I do like the way I'm going, um, right now, but you know, I can, I can say I want to change something, but then I, I really don't know how it would end, you know, like, mm -hmm. uh, it, in situations like that, I think life could have gone either way. Yeah. See with, with, with your relationships, uh, what if something I've, what if it went amazing and, and it was one centimeter to the left or whatever. And, you know, you're, you would get married or something right now, or, or, mm -hmm. you know, you never really know, uh, how, what, what way, uh, your storyline's going to go. If you chose something different the concept, the concept of storylines, I'm constant. I'm not sure. Maybe it's a me thing, but I, <laughs> sometimes I think again, on my experiences that I've had and if my life were a book what kind of a story would it be have you ever thought of that I have what what do you what do you think your genre would be my genre <laughs> I think yeah honestly sometimes I think it would be a tragedy with like some oh uh, I think Shakespeare did a lot of comedy tragedy yeah uh, a lot of a lot of little bit of both mm -hmm. where it was like pretty comedic and then but at the end it's just like eh, everybody died exactly sometimes <laughs> sometimes i think it's like that and then other times i think it just might be again my love life that's like that and i like to make uh i like to make jokes about it um so maybe it's a thriller so a romantic comedy uh, oh a romantic maybe tragedy a romantic comedy tragedy <laughs> new genres yeah, we're go. making here um, and other times I think maybe it's a thriller because I have the worst luck for almost getting hit by cars. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. But that's then not a good thing. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe I have the best luck because I miss or they miss me every time. So it could go both ways. In an alternate reality, you hit every single mm -hmm. car. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> that you, that this one, damn. this one got away. <laughs> Shoot. I don't phew. But in another alternate reality, I survived all the hits. Yeah, and granted, he's I'll Batman probably be or crippled, something. But yeah. Oh my God, <laughs> Batman in an alternate universe. That's a whole other yeah, conversation that somewhere. I want to have. But <laughs> you're Batman somewhere too. Oh, what if we're Batman at the same time in the same universe? That'd be cool. That's co that's another co universe. Co co Batman's whatever. Batman's. Yeah, Batman. <laughs> Have you ever thought uh, onto? I know we've really touched on more profession and hobby-based things and passions. Yeah, sure. 
But have you ever taking the topic and moving it to something more, I don't want to say human, but I think you understand what I mean. Uh, yeah. Like family um, and uh, personal relationships. Um, let me think. I think I am all right. Like, like we were saying, we did come up from uh, both really great, you know, upbringing mm-hmm. and stuff. So I did think, do think they did teach me a lot about, you know, how, how to interact with people and how to be caring and loving. I think I could be more uh, caring and loving in my, I guess, romantic relationships. Cause I kind of mm-hmm. am more selfish now uh, with me. Being it's important that we can recognize that. Yeah, me wanting the best for me, and it's always me first, no matter what. And as mm-hmm. of right now, I'm okay with it, but will I ever have somebody that accepts it that way? I don't know. And um, mm-hmm. I, I haven't really found somebody that, or I mean, most likely it's me that that can't deal with that, can't deal with somebody else coming before myself. And yeah, I mean, I I haven't really found out, found the balance between that, putting myself first and trying to have, I guess, a romantic relationship where it's sort of the same or same level as myself or even higher. And I think that, I mean, I I don't have any kids either, so I can't imagine somebody else being more than me. You know, if I had a kid, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) I also have struggled with that concept in the past of caring about a loved not family member though like a loved person more than myself and i think it's one of those situations that once it happens you know it right like obviously you That's understand what they say, yeah. <laughs> that once you have these feelings they're there like it's it's funny how that reality changes around us so subtly that we don't acknowledge it right away until eventually mm-hmm. it's staring us in the face and we either hit the acknowledgement or it just goes past us and we keep living our lives ignorantly. Mm-hmm. But caring about ourselves is something that's fair to do. Sometimes it can get into the way of wanting to care about other people. And I myself recently had a girl tell me that uh, I'm trying to think. I can give you context. I'm just trying to think how much. Yeah, sure. Uh, pretty much I was talking to this girl. And through a weird series of events, she was like, oh, I'm totally into you. And I was like, you know what? That's great. I find you very attractive. I like talking to you. I would give this a shot. But she was very iffy about it because I live far away from her, so it would be kind of long distance, right? Mm-hmm. And... You know, she's saying, I don't want to do that. I want to be uh, with a person. And I'm saying, you know what, that's that's perfectly fine. Like, I'm not going to hate you for not being able to date you. It doesn't make sense. Uh, just keep chilling out. But then it keeps coming up, right? It keeps coming up that, oh, she has these feelings for me. And I'm like, well, then act on them, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, then she goes on to say, like, no, I can't do that. And I'm like, well, you can't keep going back and forth. You say one thing. But then I see, let's say, an Instagram post of you hanging out with a guy, and there's obviously something going on there, like cuddling, and even as far as kissing. And I'm not jealous. I'm like, look, we're not together. But then you yeah, say you're into me. It's 
Yeah, then you keep saying that mm-hmm. if if y'all were in the same location, you know, I mean, what even is that, right? Like, what you 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 want to mm-hmm. find somebody that fits all your, you know, mm-hmm. checks off all your things on your list, but I want them going around. all the way back to the <laughs> beginning of the conversation that we've been having. Uh, I often struggle with saying like what people are responsible for, holding them to be responsible for too much of themselves maybe depending on your perspective and you know if she wants that that's her decision that's fine and then she tells me that i'm giving her no option that it's either my way me or the highway and it's all about knowing what we want right i've been in so many uh, bad relationships that i'm i'm not willing to screw around yeah that you you know what you want mm-hmm. out of something and you're ready for that to happen but the people other people aren't really mm-hmm. ready for that i don't think <laughs> exactly and can you think of a time that you know not necessarily that complicated but i'm sure maybe you've had a time that something similar has happened to you um let me think maybe it's just in my life but i find once in a while you get a person who sneaks their way into what's happening with yourself and their actions are very contradictory to what they mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can think of a relationship of somebody where it just kind of, uh, it did just kind of happen and it was, uh, certain circumstances that did make us become very close. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then it just kind of escalated into something very fast. And, um yeah it was where she was she kept saying that how how she wanted us to be happy how she wanted herself to be happy and how much her life does kind of suck i guess and um she kept saying how you know kept repeating like i want to be happy i want to be happy but then she kept bringing that contradictory negativity to everything that that Mm -hmm. negativity that she got from her life she kept spewing it out but she kept saying i want this to work and i want this to happen and it's like Mm -hmm. i'm looking from the outside and it's like it it's really confusing and you know what i mean it's it's really you're you're giving me two different things here and i can't Mm take it you know i can only assume that your story is she was doing things that sabotaged what her words were trying to communicate yeah i think so yeah it was just like her actions were totally different from what she was saying wanted to happen and it's just like you don't see it why don't you see it (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't make any sense yeah and the obsession with trying to find happiness is oftentimes blinding to a lot of people yeah yeah definitely and and something i did want to bring up while we were talking um Mm -hmm. whenever uh, i've said this on one of my podcasts before i don't remember which one but whenever uh ever since i could Mm -hmm. remember people would ask me uh like in elementary school and they even had us write it down in college and stuff like that they would ask me what do you want to do like whenever they would ask me what i wanted to do or what do you want to be i would just say I don't know. I want to be happy. And <laughs> everyone kept <laughs> saying like, no, like that's, that's wrong. You know what I mean? And it's, it was really mm-hmm. interesting for, for a younger me to like, what, what do you mean I'm wrong? Like, 
no like yeah. what do you want to be like a firefighter do you want to be whatever and i'm like i i don't i don't know like i just want to be happy and and that pursuit of happiness has carried on throughout my life to even yeah. like whenever they asked in college like where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in 10 years i still couldn't figure it out i still couldn't answer them i would just say i want to be happy and that's mm-hmm. it you know like i can be happy doing anything really it, it, i mean it's now it's it's inside of me it's not what i'm doing you know i do know um i have a very close friend who's actually been on the show before mm-hmm. um i'm not sure if you listened to one of the episodes with him in it but his name is jameson Steele. yeah and he's talked about his experience in this before and i think i've touched on my interactions with him in this but on the podcast but i can't remember 100 percent. so i'm just gonna tell the story to you right now sure and it's that when we were in high school he was so passionate about you know theater and being one day on broadway chasing his dreams which i completely support you know go for being happy like you and i have pretty much established this whole show and yeah. Then one day he comes to me and it's it's maybe grade 11 and this is about the time that I'm moving away and I find out that he's decided not to pursue theater. He tells me that he's going to go into business because there's no there's no stability in theater and that that he doesn't want to be uh, misfortunate, I suppose, in life later on. And I told him, no, you have to put all your heart into what you want to do and only then can you look back and be satisfied really or else you'll always feel like you didn't do enough so years years pass and we're out of high school and he goes to college for a short while and then he leaves because he's not happy and he he comes to me and he tells me this he says no i'm going back into theater and i tell him i'm so proud of you and i remember telling you that you should always have stuck with theater before you decide to go into business. And I'm just so happy for you that you decided to go back on the path to chasing your dreams again. And that's that's the story. And I feel like you two have that in common. Yeah, definitely. Where it was just... Mm-hmm. It... it you know, there's a lot of things that, that could get in your way. And, yeah, it might be a little harder or something like that. But really, um, that pursuit of happiness, I think, is, is most important, more important than anything else, than uh, monetary value to whatever your, your choice profession is, whatever, uh, you know, wherever it takes you uh, uh, physically, like, you know mm-hmm. leaving your town or something like that that's that's all you know just yeah m- minuscule to where uh uh the pursuit of happiness needs to be i think for everybody but not a lot of people agree just because i think we only have so much time here <laughs> we we don't have a lot of time mm-hmm. to do anything and uh why why very sorry go on no, like, why be unhappy? Why why choose unhappiness? I agree. And, I, again, when I was very, very young, I realized that my life was going to be gone before I could even realize. 
Yeah. So I believe I'm younger than you. I'm 19. Uh, I, okay. But for uh, many years, I've known that, you know, the older I get, the more your age escalates almost, how you feel. It's quadratic. So when you're younger and you're a child, you have all the time in the world. You have no concept of time. And then you hit the teens. And within a couple of years, it feels like it's long when you're in high school, but they're over. And then you're in your 20s and you're a young adult. And as soon as young mm-hmm. adult is done, you're, you're an adult. And then you're an older adult. And there's a lot more of your life that's spent being an adult than there ever is being a kid. And you'll never have the innocence back of being a kid after it's, after it's fleeted. Mm-hmm. And that's how I can understand when you say that happiness and being unhappy isn't worth the time. It's more useless than doing the most hated thing that you could think of. You don't learn anything from it, really. And you don't enjoy anything from it. Yeah, so. it, it is just definitely just a, a straight up like waste of time because whenever you do uh, become that young adult and, and we do hear it from older people mm-hmm. uh, all the time. It's just we never really, you know, pay attention or give it any mind whenever they're like, enjoy, enjoy this time as a child or enjoy this time as a teen or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we were there and, and you know, it, life goes by too fast. And, and at that time, we're all just like yeah yeah whatever grandpa or mm-hmm. whatever dad or whatever and and then once you hit 20 like i still feel like 20 21 yeah. or 20 or something but i'm 25 and it 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 just keeps adding on exponentially and it just keeps going by faster exponentially and it's mm-hmm. like whoa when when is when is this happening you know um mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know <laughs> then let me let me propose to you unless you have something else you really want to say I'm going to propose to you this last question, and it's that, are you prepared to do everything in your power to get where you want to be, even if you don't know where that quite is? In short, yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just keep, I just keep doing what I'm doing and, you know, just building up because, I mean, it does make me happy talking uh, in front of a microphone to you mm-hmm. or on my other podcasts and, and to other people. That makes me happy. And I enjoy editing audio yeah. and I enjoy the whole process and all that. So, yeah. Um, and I'm just slowly building these sort of uh, IPs for, you know, for who? I don't know. <laughs> I just keep doing it. And I, I keep. Mm-hmm. performing music still with my other bands and and things like that and You're just living life yeah i'm just living life and if it does take me somewhere else um sure i would love that yeah. but as of right now I'm, I'm enjoying it and i'm not you know i'm not building to something but i am building to something because i want to mm-hmm. be better and i want to keep progressing in how well i do everything well the thing and you're building to towards some, is building towards you right yeah yeah for sure And let me return the compliment by saying you know i very much enjoy talking this whole conversation i've enjoyed having with you and i know it was a little it was a little rough at first because honestly this is the first time i've talked to or spoken to a 
complete total stranger on the show yeah for sure so i i understand it was a little rough at first but you know after maybe a quarter into midpoint i felt like we were really starting to to get each other yeah yeah that's that that was my thing i i didn't want to I mean, I, I, I really do like the show, and I wanted to keep listening, but I knew <laughs> if I kept listening, I would, like, pull from that, and I really mm-hmm. wanted it to be a, a natural conversation, because, I mean, how many times do you get that? <laughs> how many times can you do that? Exactly, because so many um, people avoid meeting new people. Sometimes new people are scary. Yeah, for sure, or have scary views <laughs> on everything. <laughs> so, Donald Trump, am I right? All right, this nah. this concludes everything. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, yeah, he's the whole thing. <laughs> Anyways. Um, I'm going to take this moment just to, to thank you for being on the show, actually. And I think I'm going to call it here. But I would love to have you on again sometime. Dude, please. I would love to do it. Let me know, and I'll be here for sure. That's amazing. Uh, thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. And there you have it. That was Julian and I talking about being who we want to be and not letting what other people say give you limits or hold you back. Taking the best of what you can be yourself and also accepting who we are. Even though we may strive for change and to be the best us we can be, it's also important to remember that you're still a person and that you have flaws. And at the end of the day, just accept that you are you. If you liked tonight's show, please go write us a review on iTunes. It doesn't have to be long if you don't want it to be. It just really helps get the word out about what this podcast brings on the biggest podcasting platform that I believe exists, really. And if you like the show, maybe refer to a friend, because they may like it too, and really podcasts only grow when other people share them to their friends. If you want to keep up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Twitter or Instagram, at Tonight We Talk, or on Facebook, at Tonight We Talk Show. Anyway, guys, I really had fun talking tonight. I, for once, wasn't in a rush to get out, and yeah, it was just great. I hope you have a nice night.